episode of Feature Creature Flicks, the podcast series where I watch horror movies on Netflix and discuss them. Today I have another guest who is one of my good old friends from Georgia. His name is Paul. How are you doing today, Paul? Doing awesome. How are you doing, Mike? Pretty good. Um, can you tell me what got you into horror movies in general, like why you're a horror fan? To be honest, um, growing up, I, I didn't really have an opportunity to watch a whole lot of horror movies and I think when I finally did maybe if I had to guess um, maybe I was six or seven or so it like just hit me all at once when I was little and I mean I guess growing up I did watch horror movies but I didn't really get to be exposed to them very often so when I did watch them I was scared to death <laughs> and once I finally like got used to that and uh, got got to just enjoy them it like it was like almost like having your first beer. It seems like like it's just like, damn, this is this is really really good. <laughs> yeah. So to me, it's almost like I got to get over my fears and, and enjoy the movies. Ah, so like, what age were you like when you got into them? Were you like a lot younger? I think so. Um, if I had to say where I started like really getting interested in movies, um, maybe it's kind of weird to say it's a horror movie because it's got a lot of action, but Blade. Oh um, yeah, Blade for <laughs> sure. No, it's got some horror elements, pretty gory. Yeah, and it's and rated I, R, you know. Yeah, definitely. And, and seeing the theaters, it scared the crap out of me. But <laughs> then uh, once it came out, I think that was like my final like, this is awesome kind of kind of movie. I think that the action element of that movie kind of helped me dive into the the horror and enjoy it that much more. Hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Actually, that's cool to hear. You know, someone not starting as a younger child there kind of got into him when they got older, you know, you know, there's all sorts of horror fans out there. I myself, you know, I've been watching them since I was like four watching zombies, tear people apart and stuff, <laughs> but you know, I'm a, uh, yeah, I'm still in a horror of course. And, um, on this episode today, we're going to cover exorcism movies. So exorcism of Emily Rose, um, it's a pretty, Crazy, intense PG-13 horror. For once, this is the one PG-13 horror movie I think I've covered so far. So, it's pretty pretty good from that aspect. Uh, it's directed by Scott Derrickson. He actually did the Sinister movies and uh, Deliver Us from Evil. So, he's done a second possession flick after this one. So, yeah. You've seen those Sinister movies, right, Paul? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, they're pretty crazy. Um so you can definitely see like his earlier style of filmmaking and writing because he wrote the movie too. So he wrote and directed these movies. It's pretty, uh, pretty crazy. Uh, also, another fun fact about this movie is that it's based on a real exorcism. So I know the real exorcism isn't really a fun fact, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know it's an intense story. I don't know if you've heard of it. Have you, Paul? Yeah, I think I have. Um... I remind me I don't I don't know if it was you or not um I'm pretty sure maybe it was at your brother Steve's apartment I think we actually researched the real one back oh. in the day um it, it has like you can look google it and you can see like black and white pictures and and actual you know stories from the witnesses of the uh I, I don't remember her name but yeah uh, it's pretty Annalise crazy that Michelle. it's related yes yeah. yes yeah crazy stuff I, man. yeah i was reading back into that before we talked about this and it's yeah uh it's it's a pretty intense story you know like the pictures you can look up for yourselves if you want to check it out 
they can show you how intense this is before you even go into watching this movie. Uh, and, you know, we'll get into it here, what our opinions are of it, whether they did a good job of showing uh, this exorcism and making it as intense as it seems and like the story sounds in real life. But, yeah, uh, so starting off... Um, let me discuss the plot, I guess. I'll describe an overview of the movie. So the plot on Netflix uh, describes it as an agnostic defense attorney is alarmed when she starts to believe her client, a priest, accused of neg- negligent homicide after an exorcism gone wrong. So he's being accused of negligent homicide. Uh, it, it, it's kind of like this movie's a mix of, like, like criminal courtroom movies that are about like criminal justice and possession movies. So that's quite an interesting twist. Uh, what do you think about that, Paul? You think that makes this kind of unique? It definitely does. Um, when the movie came out, you know, I, I kind of was relenting watching the movie cause I thought it was just going to be a typical spinoff of the original exorcist. Yeah. And I mean, it, it, it ended up being nothing like it in a completely original way. So, yeah. yeah. And it, everything's a lot different in this movie. Like, so we have uh, probably four main characters, I'd say. Uh, so we have Tom Wilkinson as Father Moore. He's uh, he's a pretty famous person, you know. He's uh, He plays the priest in this movie. And uh, he's been in Mission Impossible, all sorts of big Hollywood yep. movies for a while, before and after this. So he's still pretty famous. And uh, we have Ethan Thomas playing the opposing lawyer. So kind of the one that's uh, accusing him of murder, you know. Then we have Jennifer Carpenter uh, playing Emily Rose, who's the main character, being possessed. She... Uh, she was actually in the movie Quarantine, so she's been in a few other horror movies since this one. She has experience in a, a wide variety of films, right? Oh, You've yeah. seen Quarantine, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. That one was awesome, too. Yeah, that movie was yeah pretty intense. She's a really good actor. you know. She's good in films that center around her and make her kind of a lead character in a way, I think. Um, also, we have her, the defense attorney for... Uh, Father Moore, named uh, Aaron Bruner, I believe. Uh, and the actor is Laura Linney, who's um, who's actually... Have you seen the, film, the, the show Ozarks? That's a pretty crazy show, and she's actually in that. Oh, yeah, the, the Netflix. Uh, that's also yeah. Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's another that's Netflix special. Crazy. Yeah, she's in it. I'm a huge, it. huge Breaking Bad fan, and I did not think everybody... I mean, I had a lot of friends telling me to watch Ozark, and uh, I, I they said I would like it because I was a Breaking Bad fan. I'm like, come on, guys. You know, I'm not going <laughs> to... Nothing, nothing's going to seem like it's not watered down after watching Breaking Bad, and then that actually actually was a really good show. Yeah, yeah it's it's a great show. It's, killer it's show. It's a lot different. And uh, she's a pretty good actor, and I didn't even notice it was her until I watched this again. And <laughs> You know, looked it up. I was like, "What?" Slightly different roles. Yeah. Drug dealer to uh, to to attorney, kind of kind of a, a different role. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cheating criminal uh, mother. Yeah. It's uh, like, to you, attorney. You sure you yeah. are, you're that same person? <laughs> yeah. Right. Like. Huh. 
but um yeah she does a good pretty good job acting as a lawyer in this movie and it kind of starts off uh with the whole crime right the the exorcism gone wrong emily rose dying and everything so that starts off right away it's kind of flash forward and then we go to the court right um we meet the attorney first and she's all you know drinking in a bar and they discuss the case and she says she wants to take it you know she's She's agnostic, which is the interesting twist here. It sounds like a bad joke in a way, right? The plot, uh, you know, an agnostic lawyer takes on a defense case for a priest. <laughs> like, right, and then I think it was the same way around for uh, the priest's attorney. I think he was actually, um, uh, what do you call it? a man of faith? He was actually a Christian himself. So they had opposite roles, and they had to fight for things that they or not, you know, intentionally wanting to, but you know, it, it, yeah, it, I it, mean, it playing out. so she, she is agnostic while she's defending a priest, right? Isn't right. that just, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah so, definitely. yeah. So we get to kind of see this kind of faith thing balancing out here and her going through some of these events, these creepy events that, Emily Rose is going through in a way while she's discovering this case a little bit further. But yeah, it starts off with her not really, you know, giving a shit about like the supernatural stuff, but she's trying to defend him. So she's meeting with him personally, talking to him more and more about it. And he's, you know, mentioning dark forces and it seems like, you know, kind of corny and like hard to believe. And then, you know, we get more creepy flashbacks of Emily Rose and there are some really, Crazy highlights in this film. Do you have any like particular favorite parts you can think of? Oh, definitely, man. There, I mean, of course, two of them hit me pretty hard when I when I watched it. It's um, the initial possession mm-hmm. part, wherever she's in her dorm, and you know she just wakes up right at three a.m. and she runs out thinking there's something wrong and goes mm-hmm. and like climbs back in her bed and she gets she sees the pins just getting knocked off the uh, the, the table on her desk and she's just you know, something's wrong. <laughs> Obviously yeah. you see that happen. And then the sheets just kind of slowly just crawl off of her. Like someone, something else is pulling and you see the bed sink in that hits hard right there. Yeah. And like, uh, especially, yeah. you know, I can't imagine a little kid watching that. It's like, what, what do you do? <laughs> yeah, right. Can't do anything. You're always scared as a kid, putting your head under the covers and that yeah. kind of shit's happening right under you. <laughs> it's that's crazy stuff, man. And then, uh, I, the part two, um, that was very different was uh, where she's possessed and you learn that she has six different demons possessing her simultaneously oh, yeah. and the voices that come out all at once. Like that part was like, Whoa, like so metal. that was possible. <laughs> <laughs> that is Crazy so stuff. metal. Both Paul Definitely. and I are like really <laughs> heavy metal fans and yeah, that part. Yeah. That got pretty intense. That we is a are, metal scene right we there. You are brother. the ones that dwell within. <laughs> that stuff's that's like some Evil Dead shit right there. Yeah. I was like applauding that for PG thirteen movie. This gets really intense. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even know it was a PG thirteen movie. I guess. I guess when you say that, like, yeah, there's not a whole lot of gore in this movie. It's uh-uh. it's pretty. It's pretty. Uh, 
I don't, I don't, I don't want to say safe to watch, but it's it's a little bit safer than I guess. I guess it does get worse. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, particularly it's the acting and the position she can go in. Like she goes into these like bony, bone snapping positions that you oh, are yeah. like, ooh, that's <laughs> gross. Like that position, yeah, that's not. That doesn't look like a healthy like yoga position she's in. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, been that way. That was nice. Whoa, that's too far. That's too far. Yeah, <laughs> like so. There's a part I really liked that freaked me out when I first watched this. Was you know, I know the possession scene was pretty creepy for sure, but there was another part where she's possessed, and I think like her boyfriend stays the night with her or something, and he wakes up in the middle of the night, and she's just like frozen, looking at him. Oh she's, yeah, like, in a really fucked up pose and just you looking right at him black eyes yeah and yeah, she's yeah. just looking at him it's just like if you woke up to that like how fucking freaked out would you be like <laughs> you'd either be frozen in fear or you'd run like yes one of the two things and he was frozen in fear he was, he was frozen in fear yeah <laughs> yeah it's like, like what are you yeah. gonna do like you gotta you gotta try to like i don't know undo her like you can't you can't get somebody out of that i don't yeah think. For real, yeah, you're you don't just like, uh, uh-uh, you are not a human. I'm out of here. I'm not into yoga, and this is some freaky deaky shit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the possession scenes—they're really intense. That's what makes the movie. Obviously, you come to a possession movie looking to watch possessions. So Obviously, yeah. This movie awesome. gives you plenty of that stuff. Uh, horror wise so if you like creepy stuff and a creepy feeling with you know it's not there's not too many jump scares in this movie it's more creepy and shocking like straightforward um but if you're looking for some some creepy movie that kind of has it's not like a fast-paced movie per se but it it kind of develops into something really creepy and kind of sticks with you this is that kind of movie it's not gory of course but the effects are great for a PG-13 movie, except for, I'd say, if, like, here's where the downside comes into me is the CGI effects, right? Because this is 2005, so we have right. a few CGI effects here and there. When she starts seeing, when she gets possessed at first, she starts seeing, like, people's faces as, like, these black, blacked out demon faces and... That was kind of, you know, straight up, not too scary in a way. <laughs> I noticed yeah. that too. It's like, hey, dude, your mascara is running. Wait, wait, that's CGI. Never mind. That's yeah, right it was just kind of <laughs> like some Photoshop effects real quick, like right. put in there with some shocking like noises. And, you know, it, it throws you off when you first watch it. If you have the, like maybe the volume turned up or you're in a theater, I could say that would freak people out out of nowhere if they've never seen this. But, yeah, when you're watching at home on Netflix – uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> it's like, yeah, hey, that was that Snapchat filter from two weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the difference between uh the difference between watching this in the theater and watching it and Netflix is uh a big it's a big step, I think. I think in a theater this would freak you out a lot more. So if you're gonna watch this, definitely watch it with surround sound loud on a big TV in the dark, you know. It'll pretty much scare the hell out of anyone i'm pretty sure as long as uh you know they're not a hardcore horror fanatic like if they're just an average person watching this this is gonna scare the living hell out of them <laughs> i will say that you know like, i would agree there's bug eating parts and she's just all i like just screaming <laughs> at you know it was 
it was intense. Like this girl can do some guttural screams. Like I think, I think Jessica Carpenter, the actor that plays Emily Emily Rose, could be in a death metal band. <laughs> like, easy, yeah, easy. Gosh, absolutely. holy um, crap! And I don't know if you remember it. Um, well, you said you just read part of it, but the uh, the original uh, girl, like the real life person that yeah. off of, she actually was eating Analyze. spiders herself like that's that's part of the that's one of the oh, real really? things that they actually brought over from the uh from the actual story so wow. kudos for them bringing that part in i mean that was kind of a you know different twist i wasn't expecting oh yeah it's like you thought you were gonna see your typical uh ex the exorcism ripoff stuff but right. no we got a lot of different stuff you don't normally see <laughs> you know and for PG thirteen again, PG thirteen rating, it's it pulls it off pretty well in a freaky way without having to be gory, having to overcompensate with gore as a lot of horror movies do. So, Definitely. um, you know, I really liked the balance between showing a courtroom discussing whether this is supernatural or whether it's just uh, medical symptoms. I thought that was kind of an interesting twist on exorcism movies so yeah i mean you really it begs you to question you know when you look at these stories of exorcism like were these real medical conditions or were these something more you know it kind of freaks you out at that point when you watch this movie and it kind of ends in that way i don't want to spoil what happens or anything but it makes you feel at the end like oh something Freaky still going to happen. Nothing solved here, you know. So that sense of ominous, creepy mystery is what this movie is good for, in my opinion. What's you have any like additional comments you could say of an overview of this film, Paul? Like what you what stood out? Like, what do you like the most about this as a film? To be honest, um, and this will go for for Paul, like in, in any movie that I watch, I've always been a stickler for realism. Yeah. Um, my, some of my favorite movies are Christopher Nolan movies. Actually, all all my favorite movies are Christopher Nolan movies because he'll make nice. fantasy just feel like absolute reality. And I really do, honestly, compared to a lot of horror movies, uh, I think this one actually did a really good job. Um, huh. So that part, that just the realism, the sense of, you know, it, in your head, it like tricks you when you're watching it. It's like, is this real? Is this possible? That really does get to me. I think that's a great, great part of the movie that... Uh, you can hold on to and anybody could really appreciate. Yeah. You know, like thinking, is this symptoms of epilepsy really psychotic epilepsy as the guy states, or is it, is it a possession, right? This yeah. Is, and it's pretty there's crazy. That, there's the scene. Um, it shows them in the, in the courtroom. And of course the, uh, uh, the, the attorney, the, uh, uh, basically I think the defendant is, he's trying to say that the, he's basically just going over the symptoms and it does the flashback while he's describing the symptoms of, yeah. of, of epilepsy. And it shows her just like twisting up on the floor and it, the camera just scans over her body, just getting twisted in knots. And yep. it's, it's like, wait a minute, are they going to take it to where in, in this direction where it's not really a possession? And it was just a case almost like the, uh, huh. the Salem witch trials. Like it wasn't real. 
and, I'll, and then nope you see the next scene it's like okay there's six six demons in her body <laughs> yeah yeah you, yeah you start seeing some crazy cgi shit and the bug eating there's no medical explanation for the bug eating <laughs> nope um you know maybe she went psychotic and she was seeing hallucinations i mean right. there are medical explanations for plenty of things in this world and you know, I won't touch upon whether I believe this in real life or not, but I definitely find it disturbing and creepy. So this film definitely, uh, my rating, I would give it an 8.5 out of 10. Uh, I suggest it to other people. It has flaws here and there, but for a PG-13 horror movie that you like would like to show to someone to dip their toes in a horror movie without necessarily traumatizing them or seeing gore, you know, or something too traumatic, they might uh, enjoy this. You know, it's good for beginner horror fans. <laughs> Man, I'm so, right there uh, with you. Yeah. I actually, I would say eight to eight point five myself. I didn't think we were going to come up with the same number, but I had that in my head after I watched it. I was like, <laughs> "This is this is a pretty solid one." And if I'm being super picky, yeah, we can go back to the the CGI. Like, there's a couple of scenes where the the you know the devil's face or whatever uh, one of the demons at least showed up in like the window and it just like fogged up and I was like yeah that could be a little bit better but for 2005 I mean not too bad yeah so, yeah at it's least dated. at least a solid eight man it's a dec over a decade ago it's yeah. pretty crazy to think about you know it, the movie holds up pretty well so I'll say Definitely. it holds up for being over a decade old uh, one other issue i'd say i have with it maybe is the length it's pretty long it's like two hours almost and i feel like maybe you could have told the same story in a little bit shorter but you know it's a very entertaining film uh oh, yeah i definitely don't have much things to pick at other than that yeah uh but yeah definitely check this movie out for yourself if you like netflix horror movies and you're looking for something classic to rewatch or show others something that kind of leaves a lasting impression, I'd say check this out, especially if you love possession movies like The Exorcism and you're looking for something completely new in some ways and familiar in others. Uh, you have any additional comments you want to add, Paul? No, nah, man, I definitely appreciate you having me. This was fun. If you need any more uh, horror movie reviews or, or uh, comments, just let me know, man. It's awesome. Yeah, definitely. It's always good to have another horror fanatic and another metalhead, as always. But oh, uh yeah. <laughs> yeah the metal but uh yeah you guys uh this is another episode of feature creature flicks and i will see you guys next week thanks for listening <laughs>